the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections, brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where diversity and opportunity are one. From education to employment, entrepreneurship to innovation, this program is your weekly connection to the latest trends and opportunities taking place all across Silicon Valley. Host Carl Davis Jr. talks to the rock stars of Silicon Valley and offers you engaging interviews and insights from local, regional, and internationally acclaimed business leaders, entrepreneurs, and community leaders to help you stay connected. Now, here's your host, Carl Davis Jr. Hi, I'm Carl Davis Jr., and welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections. I'm your host, but I'm also the president of the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where we help all small businesses start, finance, grow, and even exit their businesses. The best way to reach us and find out what we do is to go to our website at blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. My guest today and a new friend of mine, Mr. John White, he's the Deputy Director and Chief Procurement Officer for Valley Transit Authority. How are you doing today, John? I'm doing great, Carl. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. John, I'm so excited to dive into all the stuff we do. But before I do that, John, I want our listeners to get an idea. How does a John White get to be, get to be the Deputy Director and Chief Procurement Officer here in Valley Transit and come out all the way to California? Tell me your story, John. Well, that's a, that's a great question, and a lot of people uh, wonder how you get into procurement and supply chain. But, you know, if you remember back to the aptitude test you took in eighth grade that said, what do you should do? What kind of skills do you have? What things do you like? And what are you going to do when you grow up? It's funny. When I took that test, I didn't really notice it at the time, but it said I should be a purchasing manager. <laughs> oh, really? Several years later, when my parents retired and relocated my mom sent me a box of stuff and i went through it and i found it and it said you're supposed to be a purchasing manager i'm like wow that's what i'm doing (laughs) so uh my career initially started as an internship which i think is a terrific way for anyone to get started in any field so i actually started working for the u.s department of energy in purchasing and over time that turned into a full-time position while i was still in college And then after a couple of years, uh, I was offered a job in San Diego with General Dynamics working on the space shuttle program. And I needed like 12 credits to graduate. And uh, they said, hey, don't worry. Come move from the East Coast. We've got colleges out here. We'll pay for it. We'll take care of you. So I went to San Diego. I went to work for GD, uh, built commercial rockets and launched, you know, AT&T long distance and direct TV and Uh, all kinds of neat things, built the mid-fuselage of the space shuttle, Uh, went back to school after a year, uh, finished up at Redlands, and then did my Master of Science in Acquisition and Government Contract Management, and then just kind of continued building my career. I ended up at Mission Control for NASA in Houston, uh, which to me was a dream come true because growing up in the 60s during the Apollo program, to then end up at Mission Control where everything that was happening was 
it was just like uh, amazing to me. Mm. Uh, after that, I moved up to Dallas and went to work as a vice president for Dallas Fort Worth International Airport. Uh, and then kind of bounced back into the public sector for several years with Raytheon and Cubic as director of global uh, supply chain before coming out here in March to VTA. So here at VTA, I run procurement, contracts, materials management, contract compliance, all of the diversity programs, manage the warehouse, and then also manage all the construction contract administration. Well, man, John, that was a, a very, uh, I won't say it was eclectic because it did have things that led you to something else. And I think that people, when they hear this, ought to realize that that's just how life is. You start off one way doing one thing and your skills end up taking you somewhere else. And then you, you settle into where you're at now, probably doing something that you really, as your school teacher said, you were made to do. It is. And it's something I really love and I love the organization and uh, it's really turned out to be an excellent fit for me. Well, you know, you mentioned a little bit about VTA and uh, I, you know, when people throw those acronyms around Valley Transit, authority, you know, they may not know the background of VTA. Can you give us a little history of VTA and what, what VTA is all about? Sure. Uh, Santa Clara Valley Transportation Authority, you know, most people know us because they see the buses running around town and they see the light rail system, but that's not all there is to VTA. Uh, when you do look at buses uh, in a normal non-pandemic time, we're probably carrying 85,000 passengers a day on the buses, on light rail, we're carrying about 30,000 people a day. But we also manage all the paratransit services uh, throughout the county. Uh, we manage the bike and pedestrian trails. We manage the express lanes on the highways. Uh, we're the uh, congestion management partner for all the cities in Santa Clara County. So we're managing you know, highway interchange improvements and highway construction. Uh, and then finally, we were also responsible, and, and from what I understand, not being a longtime resident of San Jose, it took a long time, but we finally got BART to San Jose, and uh, last <laughs> month we were able to open up uh, the Milpitas Station and the Berryessa Station. So uh, we're very, very excited about being able to get that accomplished. You know, we're going to talk a lot about that whole BART to Eastridge or BART, you know, coming downtown San Jose throughout our show. But I think that, um, you know, people who grew up around here always felt like that was a, that was a major sort of mess up to where BART was coming and it stopped in Fremont and it made no real sense. Why wouldn't it have come to downtown San Jose? Now you weren't here, John, and I was around here and I heard crazy things. So I don't know, what people said internally because it would have cost a lot less. Why did you, or what did you hear about BART? Why BART didn't come from San Francisco and swoop all the way down to San Jose? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of uh, politics that have gone on and uh, it just makes you wonder what's taken so long to get them down here. But now that they're here and we're up in revenue service, uh, uh, passengers are uh, increasing on a weekly basis. We're very excited about that. Um, I, I think we can't really dwell on the past. We just got to look to the future. And now that we're uh, uh, right now dead ending at the Berryessa station, uh, we're looking mm -hmm. forward to getting our plans in place to uh, expand the system, carry it all the way through downtown and out uh, to Santa Clara where it will now end uh, 
out near the Rakuten building, if everyone knows where that is. Uh, mm -hmm. I think what road, it's not Capital Expressway over there, Central Expressway mm -hmm. uh, over there uh, north of the Dearden Station. So that's where it will end, and then you'll be able to catch a bus from there over to the terminal. So we're excited about the prospect of getting that project underway. Well, I'm going to have to get some people on BART on our next show because, you know, John, that still leaves to me when I look at the map, you come down, they come down, and they go now to where you're saying in Santa Clara, there's that gap between Santa Clara and uh, Millbrae or wherever they, you know, do in South San Francisco area. You would think, why wouldn't they have just made this a nice complete circle to where you can get know, on BART and you can go anywhere in the Bay Area? I, I think what the, the vision, though, is if we can get to Dearden Station and Santa Clara, then Caltrain will pick you up and carry you the rest of the way up on the west side of the bay until you mm -hmm. can get up to the airport and such. Well, John, I, I hope you're around long enough, John, where you could see that connection and we could talk about that again. But you did mention that, you know, VTA's partnering with different people. You know, give me an idea of, you know, who they're partnering with and why. Why are they partnering with these certain community-based organizations or whomever they're partnering with? Well, you know, this is something that's uh, near and dear to my heart, and it's something that I've done uh, no matter what position I've been in whatever part of the country, and that's to go out and really champion working with small and diversity businesses. Mm. When I was in Texas, I was the Minority Business Advocate of the Year for the Small Business Administration and the U.S. Department of Commerce Minority Business Development Agency for the entire central region of the country. So bring a lot of good experience on how to do this successfully. So as I've come in here and as COVID issues have started to die down after my first 90 days, I'm really starting to have the opportunity to focus on what the organization is doing long-term relative to procurement and diversity participation. So one of the things we started doing is reaching out to the local chambers. So we reached out uh, to you first, to the Silicon Valley uh, Black Chamber of Commerce. We reached out to the National Association of Women Business Owners. We reached out to the Asian Chamber, the Rainbow Chamber, uh, the Hispanic Chamber, and said, listen, you know, we're here I'm new. I'm really looking to re-energize uh, VTA's role in the city in spending tax dollars, because if you look at where we get our revenue, the, the primary driver of our revenue is local sales tax, which was voted on and approved by the citizens, and then regional and state grants, federal grants, and then bus and light rail fares. And so our job, our mission is to support those in the community by providing them good transportation options. But as a good steward of public funds, we also have that opportunity to spend that money locally. And so mm -hmm. that's what I'm really trying to focus to do by reaching out to these other organizations and saying, listen, you know, tell me what can we do to uh, make it better, uh, easier for firms to find out about opportunities at VTA? What kind of training would be valuable? Is it how do you register to do business with VTA? Is it how do I get my disadvantaged business certification or small business certification? Or, you know, what about bonding? You know, what about insurance? What kind of requirements are there? Uh, and so we're looking at developing virtual training courses, kind of out of necessity because so many people are still working from home. But, you know, to have those and record them and have them available that anyone can look at them 
you know, at any given time, you know, after work, when they're done, come home, pop on a 30-minute uh, training course and understand what it takes, what's going on at VTA, how do I find out about the opportunities? So that's really where we're soliciting feedback and looking to partner with all of these different organizations. Well, I know that you said that, you know, you your first 90 days, you know, that was kind of interesting. You come out here and first thing you land into is COVID-19. That must have been a heck of an experience. Seriously, I got here on Thursday and we got locked down the following Tuesday. And, you know, so I didn't have my cars weren't here. They hadn't shipped yet. We're in a hotel, and, uh, you know, it's been like that the first 90 days. So all the great restaurants we were looking forward to trying and going out and sightseeing, all of that got put on hold, and we were kind of locked in the apartment, not to mention the sticker shock of uh, moving from Tennessee out to here, and you're paying how much for gasoline? <laughs> right. How much is an apartment? And everything else. Hey, oh, John, you know, you know, what I like to do, John, because we're almost ready to close on our first half, I want people who are driving and may not get a chance to stay in long, you know, can you give them some information, how they could reach you or contact you about this opportunity that you're going to talk about? Certainly. Uh, as always, they can go to uh, our website, which is vta.org, vta.org. And then if they want uh, more specific information, they can write me directly at John dot white at vta.org and i'd be happy to uh, uh provide them some information or get them a referral to uh one of my management teams so that we can uh, sit down and figure out what kind of qualifications they have and uh, you know see what we can make happen well john i look forward to talking to you on the second half of this show because i'm dying to hear more about this each is the bar so let's just leave it right here, right now. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Silicon Valley Business Connection. Bay Area residents, we need your help. The coronavirus has affected everyone, and that includes Silicon Valley. Nonprofits that help small businesses like our Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce are in dire need of support. Your support helps us support and assist small businesses with workshop webinars and even one-on-one technical training for free. Please give, whether it's your time, your volunteer expertise, or donations. Go to blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com and see how we help Bay Area communities. And now back to Silicon Valley Business Connections. We're back. You're listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections. I'm your host, Carl Davis Jr. And my guest today is John White, the Deputy Director and Chief Procurement Officer for Valley Transit Authority. John, before we uh, took a break, you were telling people how to reach you. I would like for you to be able to share that again. What was that, what was that website and how could they reach you? Certainly. Uh, once again, our website is vta.org for Valley Transit Authority. And my direct email is john, J-O-H-N dot white, like the color, at vta.org. And I'd be happy to uh, answer any questions uh, anyone has about what's going on at VTA and how they can participate in the business that we're doing. You know, John, uh, I'm so happy that to me, you're like a, a breath of fresh air, you know, and I know, you know, there are, there are many guys like you. I just don't run into them a lot here as chamber president. And, uh, you know, John, talk a little bit about, you know, when VTA, you know, gets ready to make a contract to do some work. Give, give the people a thought or, or a little bit of behind the, behind the scenes of how VTA comes up with this 
contract and they decide, hey, we want so much minority participation. Give us a little idea of how does that come about, John? Okay. Well, as uh, projects and plans start to be developed and uh, they lay out what they think a budget's going to be like and we start to develop the request for proposal or request for quote, uh, all of that document documentation is then moved from one part of my department over to the Office of Business and Diversity Affairs. And that group then looks over the solicitation, they look over the budget, and then they look over uh, the uh, statistics on uh, how many small businesses are in the area in a given uh, commodity code and how many diversity businesses are in the area. And then based on that, they come up with a goal for each individual project. One of the things I'm, I'm very proud of that uh, I've been able to accomplish in the first uh, 90 days on the job is I looked at the uh, small business set-aside program that we did have in place. And it is capped at the uh, acquisition threshold of $150,000. So these are projects from $3,500 up to $150,000. Typically, we could only do a small business set-aside uh, for federally funded projects. But what we were able to do was go in and change the policy so we can now do a set-aside exclusively for small businesses for any type of funding. So whether it's VTA money or federal money, we can now spend it in that manner. And with that in mind, you say, well, John, what kind of stuff are you buying that, that I as a small business could potentially provide? It's not just construction. Uh, we've got uh, numerous sites spread out across the country. So we're buying uh, cars and trucks, vehicles. We need automotive parts, tires uh, for our facilities. It's furniture, it's carpeting, it's carpet cleaning, landscaping, uh, oils and lubricants for all of our vehicles, custodial services, guard services, equipment repair and maintenance, industrial supplies, concrete, paving, sidewalk construction, consulting, public relations and technology types of things, telecommunications, training, uniforms, accessories. So it's the whole gamut. Pretty much anything you can think of, VTA probably needs it from a florist to a caterer all the way across the board. At some point in time, we're going to need to buy it. Man, I mean, I like that, John. I, I think that's very important for the listener who's a – you know, uh, not a contractor, but a general service provider, right? Whether they do awards or pr produce events, or like you say, can come in and do catering, right? There are opportunities. Service opportunity awards, hmm? promotional stuff, uh, you know, koozies, uh, bottles that have, uh, you know, or coffee cup that has a VTA logo on it. Uh, we buy all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're we're we very comprehensive list of things that we buy. Well, you know, um, do you have on your website when you were talking about the RFPs and the RFQs? You know, requests for proposals, requests for quotes. On your site, do you have one location where if somebody was interested, they would go and they could click on that and then see all the RFPs or RFQs you have? We do. If again, if they go to vta.org slash solicitations, that's going to show you everything that is currently available for bid. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to do that. 
You know, uh, VTA has been a good partner, John, and you've been, you know, one of the ones that's kept that relationship going. And I, I want to dive before we, you know, before we have much of the show gone. I was so excited what you told me about what's going to happen from Eastridge to BART. So can you give our listeners the whole gamut of what's going to happen from Eastridge to BART? Okay. Well, let's kind of start at the beginning. First of all, uh, as we talked about in the first segment, we finally got phase one of BART completed, and we got it brought all the way down to Milpitas and Berryessa. Phase two of BART is going to be a $6.8 billion, billion with a B. It's mm. going to be a 10-year project, so about 10 years of construction, and then about two years that covers design and then uh, uh, all the uh, final punch list types of items and getting the certifications to start service. So that's going to include building out four new stations. So you'll go from Berryessa, underground, under downtown, pretty much along Santa Clara Street, 60 feet below grade. So you'll build a station at 28th Street. You'll build one down at like 1st and Santa Clara. You'll go underneath at Dearden, and then finally pop up at Santa Clara over on the west side of the airport. So that's going to be a huge, huge project, and we're really well into the planning stage for that right now. I want to say I want to say one thing before you go on, John. You said it. This is about a ten-year project worth six point eight billion dollars. So our people need to get on board, get ready. There's a lot that you could do. But go ahead, John. You were going to say something else. I just wanted to make sure that people got that. That's a huge project. Huge project, and so uh, we're looking to really uh, get going on that with. Uh, uh, RFP is going out in the November time frame, and that'll be the first package for designing and furnishing and installing the systems. And then there's another big package that'll start uh, around December of 20 with the RFP, and we'll really be ready to get going by April of 22. And then building out the yard where we'll, uh, at the end of the track and the stations, that'll start the beginning of next year with the uh, RFP uh, being awarded in July of 22, and then uh, the final stations and support facilities uh, also getting kicked off in July of 22. So that's a big one that we really are excited about that everyone can start getting ready and looking forward to. But what we're most excited about is what we're doing is we are going to extend the current light rail system, the VTA light rail system, mm-hmm. and it's going to go from Eastridge along Capitol Expressway up Story and Tully Roads and meet at the existing Alum Rock Station. And this is going to be about a $500 million project. It's already fully funded. We're about ready to kick it off. And it's uh, we're looking to get this thing started by the end of the year. So what we're going to do is on the 15th of July, that's uh, on Wednesday, when you go onto the website, at vta.org slash solicitations, you'll be able to download the project drawings and the draft specification. And then that'll give you about a week to start looking it over. And then on July 23rd, from 10 a.m. to about noon, we're going to do a virtual meeting, probably on Microsoft Teams, 
where the project staff and my staff will walk you through the entire project and what the work packages look like. And uh, you'll be able to ask some questions and you'll be able to identify who the prime contractors are. We'll send out a list of all the attendees and say, these companies are prime contractors. These companies were everybody else. So you know who you can go contact if you're not in a position to take a prime role on it. But what you're looking at is a lot of opportunities for companies that do concrete, for earth moving, for electrical, steel, environmental, traffic control. Someone's going to have to stand there and make sure, uh, you know, we're going to have to close down some lanes along uh, Capitol Expressway so you'll have all the cones and you'll have flagmen out there directing traffic. You're going to need trucking companies, and you're also going to have landscaping companies. So those are the ones that, that just immediately come off the top of my mind. But those are the kinds of opportunities that are going to be there. And what I'm looking to do is really push the envelope and try and get a 20% disadvantaged business goal for this project and a 30% small business goal. And then we're really emphasizing, let's spend that money locally in San Jose and then Santa Clara County and then the Bay Area before we end up going all the way to Dallas to find somebody to come out here and do work. I know there's a lot of good firms in the area, and I think we can find them and get them involved. Man, John, I want to I want to make sure before we go that you get a chance to let people know how to reach you again. That's very important. And that this July 23rd uh, virtual uh, meeting that they can prepare for that. So how would they kind of leave their name or email address or how do they reach you so they could get on your list for that for that event? Okay, so once again, there's no pre-registration required, but on July 15th, sometime that day, they'll be able to go to vta.org forward slash solicitation, and they're looking for the Eastridge to BART Regional Connector Project. Wow, John, we got to leave it right there, John. Man, you know, if you missed the show, you want to hear it again, you could do it. Go to blackchamber.com and go to our podcast. Other than that, we always say stay connected. You're listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. and brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. Or call 408-288-8806. That's 408-288-8806. Copies of our podcast are available online at blackchamber.com. If you would like to know more about a specific guest or make recommendations for upcoming guests and topics, email info at blackchamber.com. Keeping you connected. Silicon Valley Business Connections.